episode of Outside the Rack is brought to you by Kinetic Performance, the makers of the Gym Aware. In today's world of strength and conditioning, data collections become the utmost of importance, and that's exactly where Gym Aware separates itself from the competition. Because when we're sitting there and looking to collect data, what data are you actually collecting? And are the numbers you're looking at fitting into the exercises that you're utilizing? And even more so, are they going to answer the questions that you're looking for? Looking at different ways that you are moving the barbell through peak and mean, both velocity and power, is really what separates gym aware from the competition. Being able to understand what your ballistic exercises are doing separate to what your strength exercises are doing really allows you to program at a much more specific level for your athletes. So hop on over to kinetic.com.au to see what Evan and his team have in store for you today. The world of strength and conditioning is filled with some fantastic practitioners that are always searching for more. But more what? What are strength and conditioning coaches searching for to better their ability to prepare their athletes? Well, what about cutting edge information or a place where you can find different opinions from forward thinking coaches on what you're doing, how you're doing, and try to get feedback to be better for your athletes? Or what about a place where you'll find like-minded coaches that can provide solid coaching advice and career development for you as you progress through your career as a strength and conditioning professional? Well, this is exactly why we built the Strength Coach Network. You'll have access to exclusive monthly content on top of the sensationally active forum that we have where you can communicate with coaches all over the world to find those answers that you're looking for to help you be a better practitioner for your athletes. So make sure you hop on over to strengthcoachnetwork.com slash cvasps, that's strengthcoachnetwork.com slash cvasps, and get your 48-hour trial for only a dollar. I look forward to seeing you in the Strength Coach Network. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the 51st episode of Outside the Rack, brought to you by Kinetic Performance, the makers of Gym Aware. In this show, we're just going to try to dive a little deeper into some of the minds of the top practitioners in the world of sport performance to learn a little bit more about who they actually are and how they got to where they are today. Today, we are joined by the George Washington University's Assistant Strength and Conditioning Coach, Simone Morin. Simone, thanks for being with us today. Thanks for having me, good to be here. Yeah, dude, good to catch up. Glad you're doing well, glad things are good or at least as good as it can be in Foggy Bottom right now. But before we get too far into this, who was Simone Morin? Yeah, so Simone Morin is a strength and conditioning coach at uh, the University of um, George Washington University, sorry. Um, and I'm really just here to help athletes get better at everything, you know. I want them to reach their highest potential. So in that college setting, I'm there to help them on that multifaceted uh, realm of, of sport and life and trying to help them get better at what they want to get better at. I love it. The person who's been influenced and impacted by a lot of really really important great people who have had huge impacts on me who i guess i probably at this point i'm, I'm not really a, a member but i'm probably like a stepchild the fam, ham fam at this point and, you know some some really big stops along the way that have, have really brought you to a great spot up there yeah for sure but as a person who has been around and learned under some really sensational people, like learning situations have come probably by the dozens. So I'm actually excited to hear this. If you wouldn't mind, describe a learning situation that brought about an epiphany in your career. 
Yeah, I mean, I'll start by saying I think most of the, the learning situations, especially in this field, are the informal ones, the ones that you just have random shop talks with people. Um, so those are kind of my favorite ones. And one that comes to mind is I'm pretty sure I was in the car with uh, Allie Kirshner, and at the time we were both at Kansas. Um, and we just ended up talking a little bit more on the, the psychology of sport and things like that, um, which we ended up diving into the whole concept of um, the idea where we almost give too many cues and too many structure, structural uh, advice when it comes to the actual programming and lifting. Um, but then we want that to transfer to sport where we want them to not have to think about what they're doing. So how do we do better at training our athletes to be able to just be in that flow state in that um, performance state? So we, you know, we ended up talking about that and that kind of let me dive a little bit deeper. And I know Corey Schlesinger has done a lot of good things about, um, you know, different kettlebell type movements and just allowing athletes to explore their body in a less structured way. Um, and that's something that I do want to implement more and more. Obviously, there's times when you need to just train and you need to just have them actually think about, you know, okay, I have a, a bar on my back. I need to focus on just this. But I think there's other things within the, our programming that we can do to help get them in that flow state and help get them just explore their body in a different way. Um, so that's kind of the, the main one that I think about um, as a learning situation that was informal, but it really changed the way I try to grasp the whole realm of training an athlete. Oh, I dig it because I do think that all too often, especially when people start to work their way back into the weight room, it's, you know, it's going to be 50 different cues for every three reps and these kids, their head's going to start spinning like they're the exorcist, you know? Yeah, exactly. And even I think back to when I played, I mean, I was, I played college softball and I was also getting into the exercise science field and I would constantly be trying to use like weight room cues and apply it to my swing or something like that. And it's like, once you're out there, you need to just hit the ball or catch the ball or whatever. Um, and I think it's very easy that we overwhelm them with cues and things to think about. And then they try, they try to use it because we want it to transfer. Um, and then we're all overthinking everything. So um, I just think back to, you know, being an athlete and how it affected me and trying to not overwhelm my athletes currently with those cues. I love it. I think that that's so important. And I think the KISS principle follows through a lot of things, even more so now with the cues in that nature as well. Yeah, for sure. So as someone, though, who has bounced around, who has had the opportunity to learn from some awesome people and, and you know, in, in many different ways, you know, your time with Hootie, your time with, with Ham, and two very different people who look at not just training, but, you know, hammers changes in views when it comes to facial hair and, and you know keeping all of this together is, is totally different before and after you guys knew each other as well so i'm excited to figure this part out with you if you could ask one question you know you're going to get the answer to it what is that going to be and why that's a tough one for sure um i was kind of thinking on that and i think the main question i would have is just what is the greatest positive impact I can have on a person? So I think um, 
that's kind of our job as strength coaches is to figure that out. And it takes a long time to figure out what is going to be impactful for each athlete. Um, but if I could get that blueprint ahead of time of, okay, this athlete needs a little bit of extra coddling and that's actually going to make them better versus this athlete needs me to be a little bit more um, of a hard ass on them. And that'll make that one better. Um, I think if we would get a little bit farther in what we're actually trying to do, and it could be beyond just the, um, the way you coach, but it could be actually what you are doing from a coaching perspective. But I would love the answer to that question from the get-go because um, we'd get so much farther and be able to do so much more and actually have that change right away instead of us having to put the pieces together and figure that out. Yeah, no doubt. It's like you'd have the answers to the test before you even took it. Yeah, we love that. that I always love the phrase, work smarter, not harder. So, you know, that's the main uh, phrase of or main goal of what we're doing. So let's work smarter and get that answer. Yeah, no doubt about it. But as a person, I mean, right now it should be crazy basketball time or at least the end of it and then taking a little bit of a break. So this would be a good time to, to actually do one of these things or so when we get back, now we'll have no time because hopefully we actually get to have a basketball season. But as you come into August, it would be quiet time. So what is Simone's escape? I think that's a, a two-folded question just because strength and conditioning can be so physical. So I have a, a, a non-physical answer and then a, a more active answer. Um, so for the non-physical side of it, uh, my whole staff knows that my coffee time is my coffee time. So... <laughs> Uh, you know, when I get into work that first half hour, like, let me just have my coffee and enjoy my coffee. Um, that will set me up for a great day if you just give me that half hour uh, to actually, like, enjoy my coffee. Uh, in the afternoons, it could be uh, maybe a beer. I'm a big stout fan and been trying to ha try new beers that way. So those two would be the non-taxing um, options. And then on the flip side, I love being out outside, doing outdoor activities. Um, hiking, biking, things like that. But my top one would be actually outdoor rock climbing. Um, I'll do it indoor a little bit, but outdoor just has that extra risk involved. And um, rock climbing is a good mix of, you know, the mental aspect and the physical aspect. Like it's a puzzle. Like how do I get from the bottom up to the top um, from a puzzle standpoint? And then can I physically do what I need to do to, do, to get to the top, um, which allows me to really just be focused on that one thing. So you can't be worrying about the weight room and other things when you're dangling off a cliff. So it's a great way for me to be like really present in what I'm actually doing and just kind of focus and be where I'm at, be where my feet are um, and get away from everything. Belayed though, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> on a rope. <laughs> yeah, no, because there's like, dude, there's people who climb all that stuff, free climbing and doing it like that's, I've jumped out of three perfectly good airplanes. Like, and I, we had to do the rock climbing stuff in college at Cortland and I, I love it. But if you told me I got to climb over like 10 feet without a harness, I, there's a few choice words you're probably going to hear from me. You know, like yes. that's wild. Yeah. The, the rope is a nice little safety net. I will say I've gotten more into sport climbing, which um, the way that would work, your, your fall would be a little bit farther. So that has a little bit more um, danger to it. Uh, but no matter what, definitely on the safer side, use the rope, <laughs> be safe. Yeah, no doubt. And I think that, you know, the other thing that's cool is a lot of coaches now, they get into jujitsu for the same reasons, because like, 
if you're rolling around on a mat with somebody and they're trying to pop your head off like a dandelion, you know, like you, you have to be in the moment, right? Or you're going to, you know, get tapped and pass out. But uh, yeah, if you're not paying attention to where your hands and your feet are when you're trying to climb up a climb up a wall, like uh, that, that could be something, you know, that hurts a little bit. Exactly. And with outdoor, like I'm setting up my own rope too. So you got to pay attention to like, what you're tying off to and making sure like it's a solid anchor because um, it's the whole fate is in your hands so yeah dude that's rad well listen Simone always great to see you great to catch up this is awesome uh can't thank you enough for being on today and we'll be in touch real soon yeah thank you for your time appreciate it yeah cheers